0: Raymond. How's it going? Doing good. Welcome, like welcome to episode 100. Two years, 100. Two years of doing episode. two years of doing this podcast happens to be the same, day for, the same day for some
1: sleep. reason. The same day for some reason. A podcast you that chose Kanye.
0: Yes, I did. <laughs> I told you I was taking Kanye back. I, meant I know.
1: I know. At least it's good, Kanye.
0: I know. And there's a lot to celebrate. I good, Kanye. Yeah. There is a lot to celebrate. We. Uh, it took us a while to get this podcast on the on the uh, on the rails, and especially get it going in the beginning. Started off as a blog that I didn't update ever, and Kevin said we need to do a podcast. That was a nice. Two posts in six years you made. <laughs> The very first post was a Man of Steel post in 2014. <laughs> that was it. I think that was the only Which post I did.
1: you didn't even share with me. No, you did one of on the X-Men it when they on, got brought into the MCU.
0: Yeah, that's what it was, yeah. But yeah, it, so. uh, Kevin Kevin eventually talked me into doing it, and time sort of freed up in my life, so we were able to get on it and put out a decent show, I hope. And I hope people who listen every week, I we do thank you, and um, we hope you enjoy our random talking about nothing mostly <laughs> but we'll uh, do that again this week for episode 100 we do we're gonna tackle a lot of things pretty much gonna play every theme song I've ever made because we popped it all into one episode <laughs> and plus we're gonna start yes, a sir. new a segment probably hundred episodes in the making where Kevin's going to talk about one of his favorite things um, and one of his favorite people <laughs> so we're going to, yes. we're gonna start we're gonna start a new a new thing for the podcast as well yes. So, let's jump into the show with a uh, Fat Fucks segment.
2: Because I'm fat, fat. Don't you call me pudgy, poorly, or stout. tell me once again, who's fat? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: a couple of things of food news I want to bring up. DoorDash is testing a warning on the app. It'll tell the people when you order DoorDash, if you don't leave a tip, it'll leave a warning to you. Like, if you don't leave a tip, your deliveries could take longer, could come in very cold, may not be to your specifications. <laughs> so, yeah, I order DoorDash yeah, quite I a bit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Yep. I saw
1: that, and... um. I think it's hilarious. Do you usually tip on DoorDash? I
0: I do. I I know you're. I know you're in the restaurant industry, so I know when you go to a restaurant, you tip too. Um, yeah. DoorDash. DoorDash. I mean, it's different than <clears throat> if you're going to pick up something. If I was going to do takeout, I don't usually leave a tip. Um, it depends on where I'm going. Um, the other they thing help? is like, fast food places are starting to ask for tips now. Like, I think McDonald's are asking for tips some of them when you're ordering um, inside the restaurant, like an option to leave yep. a tip for the
1: people at McDonald's.
0: I would never do that.
1: The, the reason why you should leave a tip where you get to go orders. And I'll tell you this as somebody that works in the industry on both sides, uh, I really does not matter to the kitchen people who are, who are not going to get the tip anyways, mm-hmm. but to bag up all your shit, it, yeah. it's twice the amount of effort than to just bring you your food. If you came not sit in the restaurant, yeah. um, when you order to-go, when you're bartending, it's twice the pay in the ass. So I do recommend you do it. That's why usually I, uh, like if I get uh, Chinese from Green Leaves, I'll go and sit at the bar and I'll have one drink when I order my food. So then I'm like, okay, I'm tipping for the food and the drink. Yeah. Um, that's what I do. But I do recommend that you tip if you get to-go orders a lot, especially from a place you like because mm-hmm. they remember that. And yeah. if you go in there for a drink and you're not getting to-go, then hook you
0: yeah, I always I always tip good for delivery drivers. Uh, even before even before Doordash, pizza like um, we don't have Domino's around here, but Pizza Hut, a um, couple of a couple of uh, smaller mom and pop places, I tip all the time. So um, pretty good, usually fifteen or twenty, depending on depending on how fast they get here. There's some times where yep. it's pretty bad. But um, the other thing I wanted to bring oh. up, I think I think this is Target. Um, they're having these flavored whipped creams. Now we've had pretty bad history with Target and whipped yeah, cream. Yeah, not doing that again. <laughs> but these Fuck are sweet. That.com. These are sweet flavored, uh, peppermint, yeah. salted caramel, gingerbread, and hot cocoa. These are, of course, uh, holiday themed. Um, <sighs> these are these are going to be at Target seasonal. So I may try to hunt them down. I don't know. We've had we've had such a bad taste. The salted caramel sounds good. A
1: literal literal bad taste. Bad taste
0: from those damn ranch and blue cheese whipped cream containers. But this sounds like it would be good in like a hot chocolate, like a peppermint in a peppermint hot, or just a regular hot chocolate would be pretty damn cool, I think. But um, and whoopie pies, it's popular up here in the Northeast. Um, Dunkin' Donuts has a regional exclusive coming out. I guess, I guess it came out a couple of days ago of a whoopie pie donut, uh, taking a chocolate uh, glazed donut, cutting it in half, and filling it with a uh, filling it with a buttercream icing, a little rose rosette on the top. So yeah, I, I do that love whoopie good. pies. Whoopie pies are one of my favorite things. You know this, of course. You're you uh, yep. giving me some from your family? Is your aunt? Oh my God, sense? Lisa!
1: Yeah. No, uh, my mom's best friend. Yeah, your mom's That's best so friend.
0: Good. They're amazing, um, and you give me some every once in a while, but. I uh, love whoopie pies, so I might, uh, might uh, hunt that down. I don't go to, I don't go to Dunkin' Donuts. The
1: thing about Dunkin' I have donuts, not been to a Dunkin' Donuts in like two years, and I used to go all the time.
0: Yeah, the thing about Dunkin' Donuts, back about 20 years ago, they started uh, bringing their stuff in frozen. I remember when yep. 4 o'clock in the morning, you'd go in there and they were frying the donuts. You were actually frying them there yep. at the store. Now they're bringing it in frozen, and they and they thaw them out. Um, Which is
1: why Krispy Kreme was a thing for a while, because yeah. they actually yep. made them every morning.
0: Uh, Baskin Robbins, we don't have any around here, but I saw this I wanted to bring it up. They're coming out with two new, one of them is a brand new ice cream flavor and the other one is something I never even heard of, which sounds weird. Um, the first thing is they're going to come out with a Thanksgiving turkey shaped ice cream. It's kind of like an ice cream cake. Um, it's going to have,
1: it's fucking disgusting,
0: any flavor ice cream you want. Um, and it's going to um. be covered in like a caramel glaze on top it almost looks like a cake and then it has like uh, turkey legs coming out i think the turkey legs are ice cream cones um and the other thing is they're debuting a turkey day fixings flavor of the month now this is weird <laughs> this has um it's autumn sp- sweet potato and autumn spice ice cream mixed with honeycomb uh honey cornbread pieces and swirls of ocean, sh- ocean spray cranberry sauce so it's kind of kind of a mix of a whole bunch of stuff that you have for sides for Thanksgiving, uh, mixed all into one into an ice cream. Um, this is a limited time. We don't have any around here, I don't think. Uh, but it's no, November flavor of the month. If you do have a Baskin Robbins nearby, um, you can hunt that down if you want. Um, and finally, actually a couple more things. I wanted to bring this up as well. DiGiorno's, known for their frozen pizzas in the in the frozen food section of, the, of your supermarket. Coming out with a limited edition, limited time creation of Thanksgiving pizza, with all the fixings of Thanksgiving as well. Um, this has turkey, uh, gravy, diced sweet potatoes, green beans, cranberries, and topped with a mozzarella, cheddar cheese mixture, and crispy onions toppings, kind of like they put on us on a uh, green bean casserole. Um, it's gonna be exclusive weekly on Wednesdays from now until Thanksgiving for eleven twenty-three only online, so you can order it online. And they'll send it to you, uh, in the mail. Um, every Wednesday. I may try this just for the podcast. I don't know. Um, I do, I do love weird shit like this, and I believe it's a Detroit-style crust as well. It's that thick huh. crust that's got the che- crispy cheese yeah, on the yeah. outside. Um, it does sound good, because I, 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 know we talked about about Thanksgiving before. I, I do like Thanksgiving. I like, I like the, uh, sides and stuff. Um, so I don't know. Um... Did you put this one in here?
1: The McDonald's, yes. uh,
0: McDonald's because they're racing races? Yes. yes, in in California, correct. I forgot all about yes. this. Um, California, it came up with a new thing for. I believe it had something to do with. It started with Skittles, and something happened yep. over there where they where they took Skittles off the off the shelf because of the certain food coloring I think they put in there. Um, and now, yeah, you want to tell this story? You may know a little bit more because I didn't read the article.
1: Um, basically just because the food, uh, increased in prices at McDonald's, uh, now that in some places, New York and California, it costs like $18 for a Big Mac meal. Mm. Um, so yeah.
0: Yeah. It wasn't there. It wasn't just there. I think it was Chick-fil-A too was the other one. I, I read it, but I didn't put it in the notes, but yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's just the way, the way things are right now, the cost of eating out the cost of eating out in general is just high right now. Um, yep. And, that, that's and a little, grocery that's stores high also Yeah, a, a regular weekly grocery bill has skyrocketed So um, well, that's it for food news so Let's get into our uh, our monthly segment of Show and Tell So many geeky things that we could pull off from the shell. We've been collecting shit for years and now we're whipping it out so it's time to showcase all the money that we wasted well old folks, it's show wet town. I'll start this week. Um one of okay. we've been talking a lot about uh Venom and Spider-Man. By the way, I'm a little bit I haven't gotten too much further in the game than last week. I think about three hours more. Um I know you've gotten quite 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 far further than I have. Um, I know you. I know you've gotten into the symbiote costume. I think you've even gotten a Venom. You said. Um, yep. But I haven't gotten that far. But I do have a collection that I started a while ago of Venom statues, Venom Venom figures. When we went to the Fox Run Mall back, God, years ago, Hudson News used to have this big window. You look in the window and you would see you would see statues and figures of Marvel, DC, pretty much every geek thing you could think of in the window. And I remember seeing one, I, which I have over there I'll probably I'll probably put out next month, is a Venom figure standing over a sewer grate with Spider-Man swimming underneath trying to hide from him as he's trying to hunt down Spider-Man. I have that up in my in my glass cabinet. The other thing was this, which I bought about three or four years ago. It's a bookend, set of bookends, with Venom and Spider-Man. And... Uh, do it this way, because this is where they are. Um... If you look at it, it's Venom reaching through the other bookend and trying to grab Spider-Man. This is one of my favorite things I have on my bookshelf, my bookcase. Um, it's
1: I, pretty Martin, dope.
0: It is pretty cool. I, I do love that. I, I love the dynamic between Venom and, and Spider-Man. I always have since the original days of the uh, animated series back in the 90s. And, uh, yeah, it's very, very cool. I love this thing. Uh, it's made out of, like, a poly stone, so it's very, very fragile. But. Nice. Um, yeah, I love that. So that's my uh, show and tell this month. What do you got, Kevin?
1: Well, I've got twofer okay. since, you know, it's the day of our Lord and Savior, Chael P. Sonnen. Okay. A collectible figure from Chael <laughs> um, out of the box. I This is special to me because I bought it at his pizza restaurant in Oregon. Oh, that's cool. So that was cool. And then... Oh, Nagatomi. Nakatomi Plaza. Yeah. The miniature replica that you gave me for Christmas, like, God, eight probably years decade,
0: ago? Probably a decade ago, yeah. Yeah. And it
1: has I all the got DVDs.
0: The back. You know up. It has all the DVDs. Yep. That's awesome. So, yes, I love the Nakatomi
1: Plaza.
0: Yep. Yeah, you, yeah. Die Hard. Die Hard is a must in your house. So yep. Yeah, that's it for uh, Show and Tell. So let's get into a very uh, a segment that has been years and a life life, lifelong uh passion of kevin in the making let's get into a teach race sports yes. segment this is the theme to teach race sports we need a theme for teach race sports i couldn't think of anything that would be original i stole this instrumental from the gary shanley show this is the theme to teach race sports This is the theme to teach, Ray sports. Before we get into that, I'll bring up this first because I I know uh, I know this is pretty big in the state of Maine right now. Um, sports betting, sports gambling, going into Maine on Friday. This is online betting on. Probably, I don't I don't know much about where it's going to be. Is it going to be oh, on...
1: tomorrow? So by the yeah, time this podcast today.
0: comes out, it's actually we're recording today on Friday. So yeah. Um, I don't yeah. know if, I don't oh, know if yeah, it's, yeah. uh, what is, what is the big one? I know, uh, I know, uh, Portnoy does his, like used to do his, draft Kings. Draft Kings. You can do like to.
1: draft Kings. Yeah.
0: But yeah, uh, sports betting going into the state of Maine. Um, I know they're, I know nice. they're trying to do that in a lot of States now. Um, there's some pushback in certain States, but it is, uh, it is spreading being able to, to gamble on sports. So I wanted to bring that up before you got into what you yes. want to talk about episode 100 years and years in the making, Kevin is going to talk about his one of his
1: loves. Yes. Um, so. The the Ultimate Fighting Championship. That episode will be next week where I discuss my love and when I became a fan and whatnot because next week's episode takes place on the 30th anniversary of the first UFC event. Okay. Um, but today I'm going to talk about one of my favorite vault Chael p Sonnen
0: uh-huh.
1: from oregon the guy grew up um a wrestler uh that was his main discipline when he got into ufc um he went to the university of oregon he was a duck uh at the university you'll notice some similarities throughout his entire career all happened here he was all American. two-time pac 10 runner-up he was a silver medalist in 2000 Greco-Roman World University Championships and two was Dave Schultz Memorial Invitational Greco-Roman winner. Uh, Dave Schultz is, of course, the guy in the movie Foxcatcher is based yeah. on. Um, trained Kurt Angle and a bunch of other great great fighters. But basically, what happened is Dale was signed by the UFC after a decent run on the independent circuit. Um, he started cage fighting when he was 19, when he was still in college, and continued college um he at one point actually went to the wcw power plant in late 95 early 96 uh it was him and one other guy who made it through the first three days of training according to chael of course uh another person he saw the power plant a lot was the giant aka the big show mm-hmm. because he was constantly training down there or whatnot um, but yeah right out of college he went into professional fighting Ended up in the UFC for, I believe, three fights and was cut. Um, he always had an issue where he could, whenever somebody put him in a triangle choke, he could not get out of it. You know the triangle choke uh, from The Undertaker, from WWE. Yep. Uh, you wrap your leg around the guy's head and pull his arm in. And it's kind of an arm bar slash mm-hmm. choke. Yep. Um, he lost a few fights that way. It's released by the UFC. Comes back at UFC 110, where he wins his comeback fight after a few years back on the Independent, leaving back to the UFC. He was 28 and 10 at that time. So he's fought a bunch in the Independents. Well, flash forward UFC 112, a pay per view that was so controversial in the main event because Anderson Silva, who had been a fighter for years, like I think of this when he was like four years undefeated as champion in the middleweight division, Chael's division. Out there, fights Damian Maia in Abu Dhabi. And Dana White, the president of the UFC, left halfway through the fight, gave the belt to Silva's manager because he was so embarrassed by what was going on. Because Silva, a lot of times, seemed disinterested in his fights, like he wasn't being tested enough. So he would kind of clown around. At one point in that fight, he just stood behind the referee and asked his opponent to just punch uh, it was a black mark on the sport, and that's when Chael started to really challenge him. Um, before that, he had called him out, and Anderson never said anything about Chael or whatever. But at that point, he started going at Anderson's throat, so to speak. And he would say a lot of disparaging things about Brazil, um, the culture that, that, son's, I mean, that uh, Silva's from. Because Silva is Brazilian, and at the end of every MMA fight, he would bow. And Chell would always say, you're from Brazil, that's not a bowing culture. You bow in Brazil, they'll hit you over your head and take your wallet because (laughs) bowing is a Japanese culture thing. (laughs) So (laughs) he said a lot of stuff. And the main thing that he told Dana is, if you want somebody to push this guy, win or lose, I'm going to push him. He will not be able to not throw a strike because he's going to have to defend him at some point. So Chell, even before the fight starts, they're recording him. They say, you want us to turn this off because he might watch it and study you. And he goes, no, don't turn it off. In fact, send him a copy. Because you know what's going to happen? He goes, it doesn't matter how much tape of me he watches. What's going to happen is he's going to throw a kick. I'm going to avoid it. I'm going to take him down, and I'm going to fucking push him for 25 until he gives up. So, enter Fight Night. It's one of the most hyped fights in UFC at that time. Silva's Basically, like a god at this point, he's a myth. He's a mythical creature. And what happens? Throws a little kick. Sonnen takes him down for four and a half rounds. Chill. Uh, he beat the shit out of him for four and a half rounds. He landed 300 strikes to 11 strikes. With wow. 30 seconds or so left, I think in the fight, he didn't realize this. He says this multiple times. He goes, "I was so intent on just punching him that I didn't think about the fact that." Anderson had my right arm for about 20 seconds. Anderson pulls up on the arm, catches his other arm, wraps his legs around his head, triangle choke, fights over. Hmm. Can you play that first clip? This is the clip yes. that Chael said when he came back after a year suspension because of testosterone. Uh, he came back, won his fight to basically re-earn his spot against Anderson Silva.
0: This is the Silva quote? Yep.
1: In okay. performance, you
2: imposed your skill set. You did everything you wanted to do. How happy are you with your performance tonight, Anderson Silva? You absolutely suck. <laughs> I mean. Super Bowl weekend, the biggest rematch in the history of the business. I'm calling you out, Silva, but we're up in the stakes. beat you! You leave the division! You beat me! I will leave the UFC forever! Chill Southern, ladies and gentlemen!
1: Okay. So, so obviously, when was, he when was, him out. When was yes. this?
0: When was this? How long ago? This
1: was. The first fight was 2010. Okay. Um. Second fight was 2012, I believe. This was early 2012. Okay. Um, after he beat, this might have been his. This was his comeback match, actually. So it was probably summer around early 2012, late 2011, I want to say. Okay. Um. So yeah. So he calls him out. They have their rematch. S- Sonnen pushes the fight. First round is his. Um. S- Early second round, he uh, goes for a move tried before, uh, spinning back fist, and Anderson ducks it, and Anderson then hits him with a knee while he was down and then finished him. So Sonnen was then done with Anderson. Um, he talked a lot of sh- so every week for the next Tilt Through Christmas, we're going to be playing Sonnen clips because I've got a bunch clipped out, um, and they're kind of fun to listen to. Um, but then he went to – basically, he – He fought at 185, weight pound division, no weight. Um, He walked around at probably 210, 215. So John Jones had a big fight coming up against Dan Henderson, and fight uh, Henderson had to pull out with eight days. So Chael offered to fight John Jones, who at that point was also untouchable. Um, John refused the fight on eight days' notice, and they ended up fighting about three months later, I think, four months later. And John absolutely destroyed him. Um, Chael went to, went through a few more fights. He kind of middled out in, in light heavyweight because he really wasn't as good because those guys are just so much bigger than him. Like, if he's walking around at 220 and he cuts a 205, they're walking around at 230 and cut to 205. So then you bulk back up after you do the weigh-ins, You you hydrate, stuff like that. And you're back to good and you're just so much smaller than those guys. Uh, he finished career at heavyweight where next week we'll be playing the Teo Ortiz clip, which was one of his last fights at light heavyweight, but then he ended up finishing at heavyweight. He just, he couldn't cut the weight anymore because when you turn 38, 39 years old and you need testosterone anyways to compete, mm. you're just not going to, not going to be as, you know, you're not going to, you don't have a chance basically. Okay. Um, so this next clip we're going to play is 2011, right after he got reinstated, and Vanderlei Silva, not Anderson Silva, said that if Chael's son and him ever locked up, he would kill him and kill him fast. But at that point, and, uh, Vanderlei Silva's record in America was two and seven, Okay. so play the clip. Okay.
2: I picked my medium very carefully when I talked about Brazil. I went to the internet. And if I had the foggiest idea that they had computers in Brazil, I wouldn't have done that. I really didn't know. I was in Las Vegas when the Nogueira brothers first touched down in America. There was a bus, this is a true story. There was a bus that pulled up to a red light and little Nog tried to feed it a carrot while big Nog was petting it. He thought it was a horse. This really happened. Do you believe me that that happened? (laughs) Not really. He tried to feed a bus a carrot and now you're telling me that country has computers? I didn't know that. I did not know that. If you would have beaten Anderson, a lot of people would have considered you the best cop. If I would have been Anderson, if I would have been, did you watch that fight? In what parallel universe can you punch a man 300 times, he wraps his legs around your head for eight seconds and they declare him the winner. In my hometown, on the streets of Westland, Oregon, if you lay on your back with your legs wrapped around a man's head for eight seconds, that does not make you a winner. That makes... Not a winner. Mm -hmm. Will you be in Brazil with with Yushin when he fights Anderson? Do you remember when I said he fed the bus a carrot? I do. Were you even listening? Is this thing on? Is this on? And then the other one was petting the bus saying, whoa, big fella. (laughs) He thought it was a horse. And now you're telling me they have computers in Brazil? That's crazy to me. Oh, shit.
1: What the hell? Yes. Um, <clears throat> there's like, kind of like three different kinds of chill you get. Um, he was in a very relaxed environment when he was talking to Ariel. He and Ariel kind of came up together where Ariel is now, I think he's won MMA Journalist of the Year, a position he literally created since every year since like 2013 or something. Yeah. Ariel's great at his job. Um, he's gotten into some disputes with the UFC over the years because Dana White's kind of a prick. But uh, when you get chale with Ariel Hawani and there'll be plenty of that coming up, he is—he's very relaxed. He just—they just kind of have a good time with it. Pre-fight, post-fight, whenever he talks to Ariel, they just kind of clown and have a good time.
0: He's, but uh, he, yeah,
1: we got another clip coming up next week.
0: He's very wrestling-like. He's got—he's definitely got that yes. background of behind the microphone, yep. talking shit. Reminds me a lot of um, yep. Muhammad Ali, of course. A lot of a lot of people were yep. like that.
1: Big and, fighters. Um, very um, uh, what's that guy the the original blonde there that says Hogan took his gimmick? Can't remember his name, but uh, yeah, he's oh, very uh, much Billy Graham. Um, Billy, he's v- very Billy Graham. Yep. Um, there's some clips that I get in the next coming weeks that are very, very Billy Graham.
0: Yep, yeah, everything I've ever heard from him that you've showed me is he's, he sounds just like a old '90s '80s wrestler. That's where that's yep. kind of where he was. He a
1: very, he was a very good fighter, but his mouth absolutely got him fights and really shy away from that too much i mean he knows because he knows <laughs> that if you're fighting a guy that doesn't speak english um and the events primarily place in america that they're gonna need you're gonna need a bad guy in that fight so mm-hmm. going up against anderson that was the perfect use for him because he could be a bad guy and a good guy depending on which side of the coin you want mm-hmm. um as far as Anderson, Anderson picking opponents that weren't the best, he um, you you fought a guy that was a fucking math teacher, a high school math teacher, like, two years earlier. Like, come on. And, like, always avoiding guy that called him out and stuff like that. So, you'll get some entertaining stuff. Next week, we're going to do a great, great Tito Ortiz segment because I fucking hated Tito Ortiz also. Okay. Um, I know hated Anderson. I just didn't really care one way or the other until Chael came along. But I never liked Tito Ortiz. And he and Chael fought life and uh, had some good back and forths. I mean, I think that's that's going to be a good lesson in how to cut a promo versus how not to cut a promo because Ortiz couldn't speak to save his life. Okay.
0: Yeah, Everything I know about UFC, I know Ortiz. I know um, um, Randy Couture. Of course, Brock Lesnar yep. was huge. I mean, he was also yep. huge in wrestling before that, but uh, we'll talk about that well, next week. So, and of, of course, course you, you know
1: Connor because I made you get a the Connor.
0: Game. Connor, yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, but I know Connor mostly from stuff outside of USC, especially like the whole yeah. bus, bus incident
1: and <laughs> <Him> getting coked <laughs> throwing a the bus.
0: Yeah. Yes. Um, so let's talk about what we watched this week. We watched a movie I have never seen before. Um, actually, watched yes. two movies, um, but we're going to talk about Loki episode five. I know you're kind of off the MCU right now, but I'm going to talk about this penultimate episode. Uh, next week is the finale. Um, there is a... At the end of the last episode, the TVA was kind of imploding. And the very end was a big bright light. And everybody was kind of getting almost like dusted like Infinity War. But they were kind of turning into these string strings, um, elastics. Kind of like Mr. Fantastic did in real- with the reality of uh, in, in Wanda's reality in um, Doctor Strange. So this this episode picks up exactly where that one left off. Everyone's kind of getting pruned, turning to these strings, and Loki is left, and he and he starts the whole this whole season so far. He's been going in and out of reality. He's been going into different time periods, going back in time, and right before he starts to get pruned or disintegrates, he goes back into time, and. He sent into five different spots in time and space, different timelines, where you see the origins of the people in the TVA that he's known and become friends with. Um, first one he meets is um, he meets I can't remember her name, but she's she's the she's the black woman who is the uh,
1: Monica Rambo.
0: No, no, no. This is uh, the one that works for the sure. TVA. She works no. for the she works for the TVA and she's uh, uh, I, I can't remember what her name is, but she's a doctor in New York in 2012. So he sees her. That's where her origin is. He he mo- moves from there and he goes to where Mobius is. Mobius' real name, Dawn, from the year 2022. And of course, if you watch the first season of Loki, you know that he was always reminiscent about talking about skidoo's. And he is a Ski-Doo salesman in Ohio. His name is Don. He has two kids, single father. Um, Very touching scene at the end of this. We'll get into it in a minute. Um, Then he sees um, Obi, um, played by Kiyo Kwan. And he is a science fiction writer who pretty much writes the whole entire story of Loki into a book that he cannot sell. Um, But he still has a doctorate and still is a still is a scientist. Um, th- basically what I think this is, it hasn't really gotten there yet, is this is the origin of the TVA, that Loki has kind of gone back, and I think what we're going to find out next episode is this is where everything began with the TVA, and I think Loki is the one that started it. So the whole episode happens, it's about, an hour, it's about 45 minutes this week, um, at by the end of the episode, all of reality is gone. Um... The the time every 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 he's starting to group everyone together. He's getting Mobius. He's getting the Black Woman. He's getting um, Sylvie. He's getting Obi. They're all together in Obi's um, kind of apartment slash science lab, and all of reality. Every timeline has been destroyed, and they start coming into this timeline and destroying it. And all of a sudden, everyone starts getting pruned. Everyone's disappearing except for Loki. And then Loki, all of a sudden, hits a very strong superpower where he can start to control all space and time. And he starts controlling, going back into time, um, going back into different dimensions, different, um, different, yeah, different dimensions, and. He goes way back before everything starts getting pruned and then he starts going back to the TVA even before that and that's basically where the episode leaves off As Loki has this ultimate power now where he can control all space and time. And he can travel and he's going to try to change what went wrong and, and how everything happened at the TVA and how the time loom just got destroyed. So that's basically where we're leaving off of the finale of the next week. Um, of course the big thing is we're we'll get into it in news because there was some news about it but um there's no Kang in this yep. episode Kang is the big bad guy as far as right now is concerned <laughs> um, we'll get into all that we lost in news. to a bunch of
1: ants, pussy
0: yes, and we'll get into all that, um, but that, that's where the finale is going to be taking us, hopefully at the end we'll have a better picture Um, we'll talk about that in a little bit with the article that came out as well. But, um, the other thing I watched this week was a movie I never saw, a comedy starring Chevy Chase, Fletch, came out in 1985. Yeah, Yeah, I never saw it. What made you
1: decide to watch?
0: I just, I'm just just trying to go through my list, and I have a lot on my list. Um, this is just one of them that caught my eye. And, uh, I I watched Fletch, great movie, funny movie. I know this is based off a series of books that are pretty, pretty highly, uh, highly renowned, highly renowned. Um, I think I
1: read one a long time ago.
0: I know, I know. Kevin Smith wrote one. Fletch lives. I think it was the one he wrote. Yes, he did. Um, yeah, in the nineties or two thousands. I can't remember when he wrote it. Um, but then I know the the recent one with John Hamm came out last year, the year before. But this is the original, and I know there's another one at, that came out after this, a sequel. Um, it was pretty good. I, I do like Chevy Chase. I like this Chevy Chase, even though all the behind the scenes stuff with him that you hear about him, he's a, such a dick. Um, especially the Saturday Night yeah. Live years, but um, great movie. But the big movie this week, as you mentioned last week, we should watch a movie every week that one of us hasn't seen. Um, and I chose Highlander, a movie that I'm surprised by watching this that I never watched, never got into. And I'm also surprised that you never got me into this movie because it is a fantastic sci-fi yeah. movie. Um,
1: yeah, it, and I probably saw this, I told you, last week probably when I was anywhere between 7 and 10. Uh, I saw it at a sleepover, I believe, okay. and never really like I loved it, but like it, I never saw it again. I don't think I might have rented it when I worked at the video store. I can't really remember. But it's been a long time since I've seen this movie. Um, we probably just I just didn't have it in my collection. We were hanging out back in the day.
0: Yeah, it's 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 so surprising that it was never really in my lexicon. Wasn't really on my in, yeah. on my radar. But it's a fantastic fantastic movie. Um, the very beginning yep. of, the, of the movie, you see wrestling, which you don't see too much. And this yep. is 1986. So this is right during WrestleMania, and of course, it's, the, it's uh, supposed it's to be
1: uh, supposed to be in New York at the massive squ-
0: at the Madison Square Garden. Yep.
1: But as I have here in the notes is the Fabulous Freebirds. So I don't know who have been running the garden because they weren't in the WWE at the time. Right. Yeah. But <laughs> that's just me being a wrestling nerd. And right. Yeah, yeah. They didn't obviously think of that or really care to for the movie.
0: But yeah, it was a wrestling match, um, and Christopher Lambert, who was the star of this movie, if you saw the Mortal Kombat movie, that's where I know him from, he played Raiden in yep. the first Mortal Kombat
1: movie. Um, is it me, or does he look like Thomas Jane in this movie?
0: He looks like Thomas Jane, he looks like, um, not Jean-Claude, but uh, what's his name, uh, fucking, he's a whole bunch of those old old 80s. Like he looks
1: like a cliched 80s yes. actor. <laughs> yes, <laughs> He
0: Now, he is the master I wrote this in the notes: the master of the French Scottish accent. It is unbelievable. Yeah, okay. I don't. I, if he didn't have this accent, I think he would have been a bigger '80s action star. Um, I mean, yep. this franchise, this franchise with him alone, which I kind of deep-dived a little bit into, there are five or six movies. There's, of course, the TV show that was in the '90s. There's another actor, but he was in the first episode. Yep. Then they had a movie together in like 2000. That's kind of where the Highlander series left off. Raymond, I know they do not doing... go any
1: further. They're bad.
0: Okay. They and I know bad. they're. And I know they're doing the reboot with Henry Cavill, and that's why we're. That's why yes. we did this. Kind of yes. where it all opened don't, up.
1: Don't pay for them. I. I'll find a way to get them. We'll get them okay. to you if you want to watch them. Because they're they're good, but they're not like this. Is one is clearly way above. Oh yeah. Know, shit that came out afterwards. Yeah. Um, obviously. Well, the and actors. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Let's talk. About, let's talk about I the mean,
0: actors. Let's talk about the actors first. Uh, Christopher yep. Lambert's one, and then you have Clancy Brown, who's very popular, very oh famous God. now. One
1: of my favorites. Yes, one of my and, and he was back a, then. And, he was a nobody.
0: Yeah, nobody. He was a bad guy in this um, Kur, Kurgan, which I'm guessing the character of Kurgan in the WWE character from has wrestling.
1: yep. I was going to gonna mention that to him. you. Yep. Um, yep, it was. And
0: and of course, this is right after this is mid '80s. So he he had done Bond in the early '80s, the one that he did without the broccolis. Um, I can't remember the yep. name, but you, you know what I'm talking about. Um, yep. So Sean Connery again. Yep, Sean Connery is in this, and he plays kind of a mentor Spanish. He's amazing in this movie, <laughs> but he plays a yep. Spanish. He plays a Spaniard who is kind of an old school. Everything about this movie is is fantastic. I love the flashbacks yep. of this of this movie. Oh, it's awesome. You see, you yeah. see him living because uh, in the movie Christopher Lambert. He is a Scottish fighter in the 1500s, uh, 1600s. Yeah, fifteen hundreds, sixteen hundreds. Yeah, 1500s or
1: sixteen hundreds. Yeah, around there.
0: And he and he gets killed, and they find out that he cannot be killed. He's immortal. Um, I don't really understand that much about that part of the movie. I don't think they explained where that power comes from. Yeah. the Highlander power.
1: We should have gotten more into the lore, but yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm not I, sure I don't
1: know. Um, Yeah.
0: And I know uh, Sean Connery meets up with him once he finds out he's immortal, and kind of becomes takes him on as a protege. And Sean Connery's been around for two thousand years, more than two thousand years. Yep. And and Christopher Lambert throughout the movie, you see flashbacks of him through time. There's a scene with him being in um, 1783. There's a scene of him being in World War II, where he meets this one woman that he's been around since she was a kid, and kind of uh, kind of. Not, I kind of adopted her, I guess, and she, she became a secretary during the current time and modern time. Um, you see a lot of flashbacks like that. I think that's very cool. Um, and you also see him, um, the one thing that Sean Connery teaches him is, you live eternally, don't fall in love, don't have children, because you will surpass your wife, your family, everything. So don't hurt yourself. But he ends up falling in love with a woman. And you see her growing in age. You see her getting really, really old. And you see him young. Still spry, still eternal, and you and you, and you live through that. It's very emotional. Surprisingly, how great! I'm surprised how great this movie was. Um, yep. The lead detective, the one thing I wanted to bring up, the lead detective in this, same lead detective in in uh, See No Evil, Hear No Evil, with um, with uh, Gene Wilder and um, Richard Pryor. Yep. Um, Did you
1: notice who the other detective was?
0: Uh, yes, I can't remember his name, but I've seen him in a he's whole in, bunch of shit. He's
1: Gideon. He's Gideon in the uh, the Crow. Okay, he's The yep. guy that owned the pawn yep. shop in the Crow. Yeah. Uh, he's been in a shit ton of movies. He's, he's, he's one of those. I know that guy. I just don't know who he is. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The one thing that I wanted to say about this movie is watching a movie because I watched it last night. Just like, um, that came out in the early to mid '80s. Um, for the basically the first time. I mean, I saw it when I was you know ten, fifteen years old, whatever it was um having so much adr
0: yeah oh yeah they have to with him
1: oh my god it was fucking insane like just full-on like conversations happening in adr yeah. it was crazy but yeah. i really bring you back to that place in time and that's that time in movie making um i love 80s movies and to me this felt like a movie i hadn't seen because like i said it's been so long yeah um i only remembered like bits and pieces of it um from my childhood um, it was great to go back and rewatch it for the first time in years. I have no idea why this was never in my DVD collection, to be honest, and why I never told you to watch it when we were in high school.
0: Yeah, it's it's an ama- it's an amazing movie, and just the cast alone, and having Sean Connery in there, um, kind of yeah. gives it kind of kind of gives it the uh, the great '80s action feel of a lot of those types of movies, and it's sci-fi. So it's it's a plus two for me. So yeah, great fucking movie, yeah. and I, I I'm. Now I can't, can't wait, wait to see
1: the modern take. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. D- without cheesy effects and probably be a little less campy, probably a little more serious, uh, this franchise could be
0: huge Effect. and awesome yeah. in, the,
1: in the in the geek community. Kind of like yeah. what Dungeons Dragons should be. Or, um, or kind of doing yeah.
0: like what they're doing with Dune now. Re- reinventing yep. Dune for a new generation yep. with special exactly. effects and making it look great. Um, of course, exactly. the very first episode of this podcast, now that we're on episode 100, might as well bring it up. We reviewed Dune, the original, and we yep. also reviewed Dune, the new one, and a uh, big, huge difference. So, um, with yep. that being said, let's get into the news. So, do you want to see the rest oh. of them? Because I kind of do. I I do kind of do, And but there's also six, seven seasons with this new guy who's Duncan McLeod, which I guess yeah, is, must I be wouldn't... his son. I don't maybe know how that... when
1: the new movie is announced and we know an actual release date, we can go through and watch all the movies. I don't know about the TV show. Yeah, but I don't the know movies about that can either. Be done. Okay, um, the movies can definitely be done. Uh, maybe around the time that the new one is actually announced, we know when it's going to be coming out. We'll plan that ahead. But uh, they're not great. From what I, I think I only saw the second, maybe third, back in the day. From um, what I,
0: from what I heard, the I've, second one. I heard
1: there. Yeah,
0: the second one had a lot of behind the scenes problems it was mostly christopher lambert having yes issues.
1: that's what yep. i heard
0: um yep yeah we'll, we'll, we will talk about that because i would be interested to see where that goes but yeah we'll, yep. have, to, we'll, have, to, we'll have to see um yeah let's get okay. into let's get into the news and not not a new segment of the trailer roundup Uh, A couple of trailers came out this week. A couple of documentaries I want to bring up first. Um, Coming out on December 1st, Disney Plus is coming out with an Indiana Jones documentary called Timeless Heroes, Indiana Jones, and Harrison Ford. Um, Trail looked great. Um, Dial of Destiny just came out, I think, yesterday or today on Disney Plus. So if you have not seen that movie, you can watch it for free on Disney Plus if you have that subscription. Um, And it is a great movie. It's a great Indiana Jones story. So go ahead and watch that. Um, the other movie coming out on, on Max HBO HBO whatever on November fifteenth is called David Holmes the Boy Who lived. David Holmes is a actor stuntman. Yes, who got injured in one of the Harry Potter movies he was Daniel Radcliffe's Definitely stuntman. I Definitely Hollows. Definitely Hollows. listened to the, uh, was the director the
1: talk about that today. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, um, yeah. 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 Sad he got- story. He was Daniel Radcliffe's uh, stuntman. And I mean, these guys go through so much training to become stuntmen yeah. in general. And, and he, was a he kid. got paralyzed on the set. Yeah, he was a child, basically. Yeah, he grew up. He and, grew up with um, all the
0: kids on the on the movie. So he was he yeah. was all in that Hogwarts lifestyle back then. And yep. Yeah. He got he got became uh, paraplegic and got into a wheelchair. And he's he's uh, doing a lot of public speaking now. He's friends with Daniel Radcliffe still. And Daniel yep. Radcliffe produced this documentary. And It's going to be on HBO on the fifteenth of this month. Um does look good. Trailer came out a couple days ago. Uh looks really good. Um the other trailer that came out, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, set generations after the last one, War of the Planet of the Apes, which I have not yeah. seen, surprisingly. Um this it's is fucking, set...
1: I like that movie a lot, but this is set it's gotta be within the realm of the last movie. It's, genera- it's Caesar's it's, son.
0: It's generations after from what I hear. Um, and, okay, and, humans, and humans have been, have been captured and turned yes. into prisoners, kind of like the original, looks like Planet the original, yes, yeah.
1: that's exactly what it looks like.
0: So that's, I guess that's where we're leaving off from. There's a lot of, there's a cool scene at the end of the trailer, kind of reminds me of the, of the end of the original Planet of the Apes with Charlton Heston when he finds, finds the Statue of Liberty, kind of yep. reminded me a lot of, a lot of, a lot of that, um, the whole city, as you see in, in the poster that came out, the whole entire cities are engulfed in green yeah. and moss. Everything's been taken over because nobody's living there anymore. Um, very apocalyptic, yeah. very after-I-am-Legend uh, after, after uh, I am legend type. But, um, yeah, it, it does look interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I, I have to watch War of the Planet of the Apes, so I haven't seen the whole yeah, you really trilogy. Do. Maybe
1: yeah. we'll do that at the end of the month because yeah. I do movie a lot and i would love to re-watch it um the first planet of the apes trilogy the last two of course done by matt reeves is one of the favorite non-superhero trilogies ever um mm-hmm. it's fantastic i love it from rise all the way to the end movie so mm-hmm. rise to war i love it all the way through
0: yep um see so yeah, that comes out next year the other movie trailer that came out yesterday coming out on march 1st the Fall Guy. Uh, Fall Guy is mm. a TV show back in the eighties, starring the, the Million Dollar Man Steve Austin. Um, I can't remember his name, but he starred in it back in the day. Um, and this is coming out, starring Ryan Gosling, Emily Blunt. Ryan Gosling plays a stunt, mm. a stunt man. Um, in the show, the original this show actually looks good. It does look really good. The original show, the original show, the original um, show, the stunt man was a bounty hunter. This one, it looks like he's kind of doing a little bit of the bounty hunting part of it, too. What's known about this show, which I didn't... I wanted to clip for the podcast, but I forgot, was the epic theme song for this. Sung by... Yes! Sung by What's-His-Name, who did who played the Fall Guy. And I can't remember what his name is, but he's a Million Dollar Man. I already mentioned that. But I hope... I hope that Ryan Gosling does that song at least once. <laughs> if if the credits end with him singing the Fall Guy theme song, I would probably definitely watch this movie. Reminds me a lot of A Team. A Team did a reboot about ten years ago. Yep. Um, great action movie, and this has a lot of great action scenes. Surprisingly, this with movie comes out. In like Quentin four or Rampage
1: five... Jackson, yeah. MMA fighter who who lost to Chael Sonnen in jail yep. second to last bout. There you go, bring it back. <laughs>
0: But yeah, this, it does look good. A lot of action, a lot of explosions. Um, I, I, I like Ryan Gosling. He's a, he's a good actor. He's kind of this generation's Brad Pitt or whatever you want to call him. He's in a bunch of yeah. shit. Um, but it looks good. But the trailer that came out today, which I know you're not excited for, but I am because it looked great. Marvel Studios Echo, which I know a lot of people have talked bad about Echo. It's a spinoff to Hawkeye. Um, trailer starts off with Vincent D'Onofrio's kingpin, so there's a lot of flashbacks. Before. I'm excited about that. He everything with this everything with this trailer. Number one, the show is TVMA. Lots of blood. Lots of there's one scene. Uh, there's one scene when somebody gets shot right in the head. So there's lots of great stuff here that we have never seen in the MCU. Um, looks a lot. The aesthetic looks a lot like the Netflix Deadpool, uh, Deadpool, uh, Daredevil stuff. Um, so I will have to wait and see Echo all coming out on January 10th, every single episode on Hulu and Disney Plus. So they're going to be double, double dipping on that as well. Um, I liked Echo. I think Echo was a good part of Hawkeye, but Vincent D'Onofrio being a huge part of this, which I don't think anybody expected him having such a big role. Um, is very intriguing to me. I think he's a great actor, and I think he's great as a kingpin.
1: He's so good in this role. Um, yeah. this is the one reason why I'm gonna check out Echo. That and the fact that I don't want to cancel my Hulu. Don't have an excuse. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if it's on Hulu, I'm definitely gonna watch it. Um, yeah, it's on Hulu. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna watch it for D'Onofrio, and mm-hmm. hopefully, I fall in love with a character I really don't know much about outside of what I've seen in Hawkman. I mean, uh, Hawkeye. Yeah. But uh, yeah,
0: I like that. We'll call him Hawkman <laughs> from now on. I like that. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> but yeah, there's a very end of the scene. You see D'Onofrio with an eye patch. Because if you saw uh, Hawkeye, he got shot in the eye by Echo um, in the end of that show. So um, kind of bringing it the background, there's also a quick scene of, of Echo fighting Daredevil as yep. well. In the and Netflix I mean, Daredevil I've, costume. I did
1: like... I did like the Hawkeye show a lot, so Yeah, it was probably one of the better
0: M it's probably one of the better MCU shows. so yeah. Granted
1: they used that fucking cheap trick of fucking Christmas to get me over, but you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because you like um, Hawkeye, and
1: then I actually really enjoyed the show. But yeah. then again it was Christmas themed and I'm a sucker mm-hmm. for that, so mm-hmm.
0: um so let's get into the news. Five nights at Freddy's. I was not expecting this. I don't know if you ever played this game or no know shit. anybody. It made I 78 78 million dollars in North America last weekend. That's crazy. 130 million dollars globally, becoming the highest grossing opening weekend for Bloomhouse ever. Um it was huge. Um, it's also That's the insane. funny the funny thing about this it, it debuted on Peacock the same exact day so yeah, you can watch this at de- home for de- free. De- yep, I you think can watch I think a free. few
1: things I think a few things is one especially who this would be targeted at, half Peacock. yeah So they'd rather get together with a bunch of friends and go to the movies, whatever. Yeah,
0: it's, um, a, it's a new generation. It,
1: thing. I guess I underestimated how popular the video game was yeah since yeah. I never played it. But I mean, this is incredible for a day and date movie. I mean, Dune somehow made like $400 million in its run. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, day date movies do, and that is fucking shocking.
0: Yeah, very shocking, and it took the the took the whole industry by surprise. Especially um, because
1: the the reviews are not that like the reviews are terrible, horrible. Like you would think uh, that yeah. they're horrible. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, and it had Peacock's biggest five day debut ever, so this was huge for them as well. Um, movie mm-hmm. movie is doing big. I haven't seen it. I know. I know it's. Uh, like you mentioned, the reviews are pretty horrible for it. And it looks like Chuck E. Cheese's but the U- robots go reviews crazy. or whatever
1: are great. Audience reviews are great. Yeah. Yes, Chuck E. Cheese goes crazy in his pg 13 He probably should have been P- uh, rated R, but...
0: Maybe. I don't know. Um, a little bit of twofer here. Rest in peace to Matthew Perry. Uh, he died last yes. week after recording an apparent uh, drowning in his hot tub. Um, of course, Friends, huge in the 90s. Huge in the yes. 90s. Um. I heard somebody he mention...
1: Him and Joey are the two people that I liked on Friends. I didn't really care for the other three. So, rest in peace to him.
0: Um, I heard somebody mention today, this is kind of like the equivalent of... of Baby Boomers kind of had their, had their day when John Lennon got yep. shot. John Lennon was such a pivotal yep. part of Baby Boomers' lives. Matthew Perry dying now is kind of this generation's or Generation X's generation's... Wise, whatever you want to call it. Um, it was kind of their big star dying because Friends was so huge. The finale of Friends did 43 million viewers just 15 years ago. No, almost 20 yep. years ago. It was huge. So this week, we're doing a retro earworm. Um, fitting that this theme song is probably the most retro earworm theme song. We're going to be doing a retro earworm. <laughs> Retro. Ewa. Theater. For, of course, the Rembrandts, I'll be there for you, the Friends theme. I don't think there was another theme song ever that was number one on the Billboard Hot 100. The, this song, the show was huge in the 90s, but the song was even bigger. When that song came out, I remember it being the top of the Billboard. I remember it being everywhere. Everywhere you were, you would hear that theme song in yep. Space and, and whatever. You
1: didn't watch Friends Till Later, right? I
0: watch I, I watch Friends kinda like Seinfeld sporadically. Until the pandemic I watched up till season nine, I think yep. is as far as I got.
1: Okay. It is a good it is a yeah, good um, funny show. I grew up with sisters and cousins who were also female. Yeah. And I'd watch I think I watched the first probably four or five seasons. I got sick of doing the jerk relationship with uh with Ross. Rachel and Ross. Yeah. Um like jerk relationship as in like them just keep jerking like putting mm-hmm. it in front of you and then yeah. jerking back and yeah. not giving you like i thought that was kind of bullshit so i probably watched the first four or five seasons every week and yeah. then i probably the last three seasons i'd probably seen like maybe 10 episodes of okay. um, but he was one of my favorite people <laughs> the is. early years with him him and joey uh before they got involved in other relationships raw is great um I've always liked him and Joey more than the other cast members. As I also have Courtney Cox because she was in Scream. Yeah. Um, but yeah, rest in peace. He was, he was fucking great, and uh, also because he wanted people to know this, he doesn't want to be remembered for friends, but for helping people with their addiction. Yeah, um, he was big on that, especially towards the end of his life. Um, he could never get right himself. He always wanted to help other people, and just overall a good person.
0: Um, whole nine yards, whole 10 yards of Bruce Willis. Great movie. Yep. Um, yeah. Rest in peace to Matthew Perry. And, uh, 54 years old, very young. Um, the, re- the, the reunion that they did last year, everybody said how bad he looked. Um, he's obviously been years and years of struggling with addiction. Head beaten yep. him up tremendously and, uh, rest in peace to him. Um, SAG after us, still, still in negotiations in the final stretch. Every night sane. it feels like,
1: Yeah. They've been saying this for like a week. It's yes. really annoying.
0: They're fighting over just simple things that could be fixed very quickly. Um, neither one of them are stepping back and and actually saying, Okay, let's let's kind of really talk about what we want here. Um, I think it's SAG after the ones that are kinda of saying, No, we want this, we're not we're not gonna step back from this. It's um, I think
1: the AI stuff is the biggest hang up still. The, yeah, it still is, Or yep. Maybe it's the maybe it's the streaming, um the back end on streaming, but it's one of the two, yeah.
0: Um, yeah, we'll, we'll be talking about that for a few more weeks until that gets resolved, hopefully before Christmas because um, <sighs> we're starting to get a standstill of a lot of things and uh, we don't need that, um, especially after COVID. Uh, Disney is on the cusp yep. of becoming 100% owner of Hulu. We've been talking about that for ages. Finally came out this week. They're expecting to pay Comcast $8.6 billion to buy out Hulu outright, owning 100% of it. Um, probably, I'm guessing... I'm not. I'm not sure if they'll bring it into Disney Plus, um, but what they would do to it. But Hulu, um, Hulu was one of the first streaming apps. Before, like it was like Hulu and Netflix were the two it big ones in the beginning. Netflix and Hulu, yeah. Yep. Um, and Hulu, Hulu did great because it was day after stuff. A lot of their stuff still is, but a lot of it's all uh, ABC Disney now. But back in the day, it was yep. everything was on there. Um, wrestling was yep. on there. I don't think wrestling's on there that anymore. Is, but
1: I think you rewatched Family Matters on there at one point.
0: Yeah, Family Matters, a whole bunch of shit on there. Of course, FX stuff is on there because that's owned by Disney. Um, so yeah, they're gonna they're gonna do that, which we we knew that was gonna happen eventually, but it came out this week. Um, I got my email today, so this is confirmed. Max's standard no ads plan is dropping 4K content, reducing from three to two streams per household. So I'm not going to have 4K on Max at all. HBO, old HBO, um, and I have it free through AT and T. So they're not going to get, they're not going to pay for me having having 4K. I don't yeah. even know how I would upgrade to that because I get it for free. So um,
1: yeah, you don't want to upgrade at that point. Basically, this is all yeah. coming down to the fact they they want you to pay for commercials. Yeah. That's and, how everything's coming back yeah. in the fold. Is now they they hooked you on the no commercials. Now they say, okay, well, if you want to pay for commercial. Free than you. are Netflix is doing it like you brought up last week. Netflix is doing it where yeah. they're raising their prices they want you to pay for commercials. Go on.
0: Or if you're not going to be paying for commercials, you're going to be paying for the HD 4K Dolby yep, Atmos exactly. premium experience. Yep. Um, yep. Which Netflix has been doing for years. Netflix has always been that way. Um, when yep. when 4K became a thing about a de- about uh, eight years ago, um, Netflix started the premium netflix which was not 1999 at the time but it was a higher tier and if you wanted to have 4k you always had to have that and it's been always like that but now every streaming giant is doing that and max is the next one to do that um peacock i think just did it too
1: Dolby atmos is a huge difference maker if you're sound like me Mm -hmm. um especially like i Talk to you about like physical media, and you're pretty much on your way out with physical media. Where I'll yeah. buy like an Oppenheimer that comes out in physical media, or Moon, which I didn't talk about this week. I should talk about next week, or maybe wait for you to see it. But I mean, it's just the sound quality is really better than the picture quality. As far as like why I like the the physical media is the sound mm-hmm. is really where you where it comes through, and um, Dolby MS is totally worth it it's fucking incredible for a decent setup even just a good soundbar like it sounds great on my Bose soundbar
0: Bose is a great thing anyway um the thing about the thing about um fuck I don't remember what I was going to say um but yeah it's it's a uh, it's a uh, I, I honestly I just lost it I'm fucking tired um <laughs> Thriller Michael Jackson's Thriller 40th anniversary is now Um, came out on our birth year Um, and the album that pretty much is the number one album of all time by Michael Jackson they're going to be doing a documentary Mm -hmm. on Paramount Plus on uh, December 2nd doing a whole entire making of Thriller Um, I love documentaries This sounds intriguing to me I love that album I love Michael Jackson I grew up with Michael Jackson so I'm uh, looking forward to that going to be on Paramount um gen v season one ending will lead into the boys season four i know that just came out uh yes. today or yesterday i have not caught up yep, i have night. i have watched three or four episodes okay. i did I not like watch it. the
1: finale because i knew we weren't talking about today so i knew i wasn't crunch for time um i think i watched about five minutes of it because okay. i was fucking exhausted last night and um yes it's definitely tying in um from what i saw
0: great um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's a great show. And I, I, like the, it's fucking I like, amazing. I like a couple of these actors, very surprising episode one spoiler that the big superhero of this whole entire series dies in the first episode. Yes. Um, and it's, it's, it's pretty fantastic. Kind of flashbacks throughout the season so far, but, um, yep. but we'll, we'll get into that maybe next week. I'm, I'm about, uh, I think halfway through, I think four episodes. in. Okay. Perfect. If you can get through,
1: we can touch, talk about the entire season. Also,
0: back into Shameless again. season. I'm up to Season 5, so I'm going to be talking about that in, in a few Jesus weeks. Jesus Christ. You got I like 10
1: seasons to go, my man.
0: Yeah, it's a great show. Shameless is great. So is uh, Gen V. It's we'll, very we'll, good. We'll talk about all that. Um, I don't. You must know a little bit more about this than I do, being a sports guy, being into basketball and all kinds yes. of sports.
1: Yes, and B. Yep. Um, he did the crotch chop.
0: He did the DX crotch shop at the end of a game or at the end of a play. And he got fined $35,000 yeah. $35, by the NBA. Um, in doing so, Triple H, of course, member of DX, founding member of DX, um, was very impressed by that. Invited him to WrestleMania next year. Um, and yeah, he he's on their radar too. So um, I, th- I thought that's funny because that was so huge. I would go through my house doing the crotch shop everywhere when I was a yep. little kid. It's just, so, I mean, it's, it's, been, it's
1: perfect. You know, whatever, 20 years, 25 years. I mean, yep. less than that, because they did come back, but like, since it was like huge, I yeah. remember that.
0: Yep. Um, Captain Nemo, we talked about that. Um, 20,000 leaks, 21,000, whatever the hell it is, under the sea. It was on uh, Disney, got canceled, moving to AMC. The whole entire series was filmed, so uh, all they're doing is picking it up, and they're going to start airing it. So uh, I, I don't know anything about that, besides the ride that was at Disney. I had never watched the original movie, I know it's based off a book, I believe. Jules Verne. Um, But yeah. Um, They Follow. Have you ever
1: watched It Follows? I have not.
0: A horror movie came out in 2014. They're doing a sequel. That's why I brought it up. I wasn't sure if you had watched it. Um, Doing a sequel to that. It's officially in the works. Um, Don't know anything about that. Also, speaking of horror, Terrifier 3 coming out in 2024. Um, October 25th, 2024. It's going to be a Christmas movie. Terrifiers one okay. and two. I know we talked about that. Some crazy shit happens on that in those yeah. movies. Yeah. Um, Art the yes, clown was indeed. he was in Bangor last month at a comic con in Bangor um, around here. Oh. But
1: should have gone. Might have got shot. Should have gone.
0: <laughs> yeah. Too soon. Uh, it was only last week, Kevin. Um, Stephen okay. King's It prequel, Welcome to Dairy, delayed till twenty twenty five. I'm excited for that too because I got into it recently in the last ten years. I, I do like that the original it. Um, yep, the remake's pretty good, but I like the original better. I just like Tim Curry. House of Dragon season two coming out early summer of 2024. I know you're excited about that. Yes. I am too. Um, they, first season uh, was great. They
1: showed the trailer uh, two nights ago. I want to say nice. They showed the trailer. Uh, it'll pro- so that means it'll probably be available soon. Nice. Um, it's not online yet, but they showed it to a. Audience, cool.
0: Somewhere. Um, Yellowstone's final uh, season moves to November next year. Um, two more spinoffs are planned. I never, I haven't gotten into Yellowstone. I know a lot of people love that show. Um, it's gonna be on Paramount Plus. Um, Bridget, I've been waiting
1: for it to end to start it.
0: Okay, yeah, because
1: I really want to watch it.
0: Uh, Bridget Wilson, she was in Billy Madison, she was in Mortal Kombat, she played Sonya Blade, she yep. was in a whole bunch of stuff in the 90s. Um, uh, reveals she's battling uh, cancer. Um, uh, she, hasn't been, she hasn't been doing much in, in recent years, but uh, of course, Billy Madison, she was Billy Madison's love interest, Her his fourth grade, fifth grade teacher, I can't remember yeah. what grade she was in. Um, Danny Masterson went to jail in September. Um, he's been expelled from Scientology and declared a, separ- a suppressive person. Um, his wife, Bougie Phillips, has um, filed for divorce and has cut off all contact with him, um, trying to get full custody of their child that they share together. Um, he is going to be in jail for a very, very long time. So he's distancing They're distancing. Um,
1: I was going to say fight for custody over what he's going to be in jail.
0: Yeah. There's no fight. So like, she's I understand gonna, she's got all the, it just has got to be, the, be probably, yeah, it's gotta be I mean,
1: a legal thing, but yeah. legally binding thing. But like, she doesn't really have to fight for much cause he's going to prison for the rest of his life.
0: Yep uh thank god this is filmed so this will come out in february curb your enthusiasm season yes. 12 coming out in february of next year in a couple months um excited Let's for go. that because i love curb um yep. a trailer for ghostbusters 2024 which is rumored to be called ghostbusters frozen empire um gonna be set in new york um tr- rumor like the, the trailer name. i don't either but um
1: but if, if the it's trailer, a story then it's fine
0: yeah, rumor that the trailer's coming out before um, the Marvels. So we'll have to wait and see for that. Um, Superman and Lois, the last CW DC show, f- airing their final season next year in 2024. The final 10 episodes of the fourth season. Yep. Um, a lot of people love this show. I know you started getting into it. Or you got into it. Um, I, I haven't got into it. I hear the family it's, dynamic. I like it a lot. Su- I hear the family family dynamic kind of sucks, but him as Superman's really great.
1: It's funny because, like, within the family, it's not great. But, like, when you have a story with just him going off, it's fine. Mm-hmm. When the, you have a story where the kids are going off, it's fine. But just, okay. I think, yeah, within that, when they're all together, it's just kind of, it's 2CW-ish. But, okay, like, yeah. I enjoy the, watching the kids separately from him and vice versa. So it's, funny. See they're saying that.
0: it's funny because I've seen every Superman TV show. And this is one I haven't yep. seen one episode of. Um, I love I Lois and Clark.
1: I, I like it a lot. I think you should give it a try. Maybe watch an episode this week. Okay. Um, yeah, maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll do lot. that. That's why I started to go back and watch Smallville because Smallville just feels like a prequel to this yeah. at this point. Um, although Michael Rosenbaum's Lex is fucking perfect.
0: Oh, great. Fantastic. I fucking
1: love his Lex. I yeah. love it.
0: Um, Netflix adding eight DC Extended Universe movies. Um, The one they're not adding is the Snyder Cut, which the (laughs) Snyder people went crazy for, um, which is
1: is rightfully so because
0: it's an HBO Max exclusive made for HBO Max, so of course they're not going to be giving it to Netflix.
1: And and it's not um, canon.
0: Right, it's not canon. The
1: BVS cut that Netflix is getting isn't the director's cut or the ultimate cut that's called... Um, Ultimate Edition, it's the Red right <coughs> Edition. These yeah. are all just the canon films. Uh, director's Cuts are never considered canon by the studio. Like, yeah. I don't think there's never been Director's Cuts that's for been considered canon. It definitely wouldn't be Snyder's.
0: No. So, the, yeah, that's going to be coming out in December. Um, Doctor Who Creator confirms that the series will be reset to Season 1 for the Disney Plus launch. Um, the end of this month is the three movies, and I think next year is when the next series starts. So It'll be Season 1. Yeah. So, I can't wait for that. Um... Disney Animation Studios um, voted to uni- unionize their um, their uh, anim- animation. Um, that's pretty great because there needs to be more union unions so people get paid for that, that hard yeah. work that they do for for computer generation animation especially. Um, so that's good for them. Um, Indiana Jones already mentioned December first going to be on Disney Plus. Um, Ahsoka season two has reportedly been greenlit um, at Lucasfilm. Good. Um, yeah, we'll have to wait, for, wait and see. No official word on that probably till the actor strike is over. Um, Marvel, yeah. Marvel, Marvel, Marvel. Um, big Variety article <laughs> came course. out this week. Yeah. Um, new report reveals that Marvel Studios executive discussed plans to replace Kang with Doctor Doom, which we've always talked about from the very, very beginning, that Doctor Doom would be a great villain. Thanos-level villain, if done right. Um, but, they've already started this story. I'd hate for them to shift and pivot this pivot, friends. I'd hate for them to shift and pivot this soon. <laughs> and with Quantumania, even though it failed, and Kang has been really good in this Loki uh, season 2. He's great. He's great. Jonathan yeah, Major is a great Major's actor. Awesome. He's great. It's just he's troubled. But so is Ezra Miller. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, we'll have to wait and see what happens.
1: From they could I, do shift back to Kang if depending on what happens with his trial. Um, I'd hate to You know, kind of a little bit down before he was actually, you know, guilty.
0: What I heard about this trial, there is something that is being blocked by the DA. And if that comes out, it would be very damaging. The speculation will be very damaging to Jonathan Majors and his career. And I think Disney is waiting on that for this trial to happen before any news comes out. Yep. So we'll have to wait and see what happens with this. But yeah, this is the big news coming out this week.
1: One of my most looked forward to movies because I've heard how good he is, in it, is that magazine dreams movie? Which and got who knows pushed. if that's ever going to see the light of day? Yeah, obviously it got pushed, I and mean, they're probably saying it's the the strike right now, but obviously it's because of him. Um, was it a five? Minute, supposed to come out this year. And was it a five? And five?
0: Was it a five minute standing ovation at Cannes that I heard that movie got? Was yes. Something like yeah, something yep. like that. Yeah, that was huge.
1: Um, and he's supposed to be awesome in it. So uh, speaking I of really want to see that film.
0: Speaking of him, a reviewer who saw the last episode of Loki Season 2 said that that Jonathan Mason has positioned as a franchise's next big thing, uh, particularly in Loki Season 2 finale. Um, The quote was, Marvel is truly fucked with the whole Kang angle, Um, who saw this last episode. Um, And they they haven't had an opportunity to rewrite until recently um, because of the strike. But I don't see a path to how they move forward with him. Of course, like we mentioned, he's very troubled. Um, yep. I don't know where that where that's going to go, but um, other news came out of this article: is Mahershala Ali once considered leaving Marvel's Blade movie before Michael Green was hired to uh, to write it. Um. Um. Yeah i I, I don't know about this movie. I want to see. You heard, wanna well, see you heard about? I want to see You heard
1: why he wanted to walk, right? Well,
0: I couldn't hear you. Cut out what?
1: You heard about why he wanted to walk, right?
0: Uh, I don't, I, I read it, but I don't remember.
1: It's because Blade was like the fourth character in the movie.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, that that wouldn't, that wouldn't be good like, for a star like him. It's he wasn't even bit. top
1: billing. He was wow. like fourth.
0: That makes sense then, yeah. So, yeah. Um, also, reportedly uh, being made for under $100 million, which is a good thing. Um, I yep. think, uh, I think they need to lower the cost of these budgets to, in order to make some money because, yeah. uh, they're not, they're not doing too well in the box office right now. So. Disney
1: and DC across the board. I mean, yep. you can make a Superman movie for 170 if you were, if you knew where to apply the budget, just like Gareth Edwards did with, uh, the movie he's released. And I mean, these $230 million projects, which means you're going to spend at least 600 to try to make a profit. It's just, it's not, it's stupid. Yeah.
0: Um, also, it was reported that there was going to be a female-led. It was going to be a film, female-led film before the lower budget revision. Yes, that was what yes. you're probably talking about. So yeah, yeah. Um, where he
1: was going to get like third billing or fourth billing, and it was going to be basically about a female lead taking over the mantle in his first film.
0: Um, so this whole Variety article came out. the The main part of this Variety article, we're going to end this the show on this week, but insiders are casting a lot of doubt on it. And, and the claims that are made in it, um, we'll talk about it. They're calling it a hit piece, the insiders, but they're also being protective of the brand. So um, yes, the trailer for is uh, a TV trailer for the Marvels, which comes out next week, which I am going to be watching. I don't. We haven't talked to her. if you're going to go or not. I know it's a Marvel movie. I'm I going with
1: you. Yeah, we yep, are going. Get Good.
0: We're going to review yep, it next week. The trailer that came out.
1: God damn it! That's Thursday.
0: Fuck. Yep, it is Thursday, three o'clock. By the way, early God afternoon. Let's it. do that. Um, oh
1: no! Oh. The
0: trailer, the trailer that came out, there is a scene. Well, we already talked about it. Let's. We didn't talk about it in depth lat, last week. No. We left. We left with a cliffhanger that there is speculation that Kelsey Grammer came back as the Beast. Spoilers, and has a role in this movie. And multiversal fuckery. Something happens where he shows up and comes back and plays this role. Hopefully in CG. Um, in the trailer. There's a scene where it says, be there, and then it swipes to, for what, then it swipes to, comes next, and as the comes next fades, it leaves an X in the screen for about three seconds, and yeah, that's the trailer, and the speculation is that's the X-Men, that's why they're trying to get everybody to watch this, so probably the Kelsey Grammar rumor is true. Um, There's a lot more multiversal fuckery- Is it? Um, is the, the next, next movie, movie is Deadpool, and the next, and then Echo, so and then whatever you else go. is in between. Yeah, there
1: you go. That's their entry into Wolverine. Who knows? Maybe Hugh Jackman's in this movie.
0: It could be anybody. I don't it think could.
1: he is. I don't think he is. But I mean, I'm saying aside from Kelsey, maybe it's Hugh yeah. Jackman. Also, yeah, and that's the, how he ends up with Deadpool, or I don't know. I the don't
0: review, know. the review embargo doesn't lift until I think Wednesday. So there's going to be very last-minute reviews coming out for this. Um, we're going to see it either way, because MCU, I'm going to see it. Um, we'll either give it a Grimace or we'll give it a Pineapple. We'll have to wait and see. But i yep. um, excited, because I do like Marvel, so we'll see. I, I was okay with Captain Marvel. I think when we watched it, I told you it was a great origin story that should have happened five years earlier. It just didn't fit yep. as a as a piecer between Infinity War and Endgame, and that's kind of where I, okay. I sat with it um yep yeah I mean, finally, when i left
1: that movie when i left that movie i said actually was, was, was decent stanley was great the number one thing was the stanley cameo exactly was my favorite stanley cameo he's ever done so that alone probably brings it to like a three three and a half for me even yep. though i'm never gonna rewatch it
0: yep and finally in news the end of this article or the main part of this article was marvel is considering to bring the avengers the original six back ...due to all the troubles in the MCU currently... Um, ...the film would Reunite... um, ...Captain America, Thor, Hulk, Hawkeye... ...and a returning Iron Man and Black Widow from death... ...I'm guessing that they're talking about Secret Wars... ...which I always speculated... ...all of these people would come back for one final time... ...in Secret Wars and being the ultimate... ...universal team to fight... ...whatever fuckery of a battle world... ...that's going to be happening in the Secret Wars... ...and then at the end... Everything's gonna reset. That's what I'm speculating. That's what everybody's speculating. So that's what I'm guessing. This is whole the whole setup's gonna be. Um, but that was that was the main part of this Variety article that came out this week. Um, I think it would be a great send off to everybody. And from what from what I'm hearing, um, Secret Wars is gonna have a lot of prime prime characters. Like they're gonna have a prime Spider Man, a prime, prime different the best versions of that character from any universe. Um, speculation is that Tobey Maguire is going to be the prime Spider Man. Um, yep. Which I think we're going to see all the Spider Man back. But this will be before everything gets erased and everything gets restarted. Kind of going to be a lot like what we thought The Flash was going to be. And The Flash was kind of like that in a way, where it showed the nostalgia from everything before, but also brings yep. back everything that's going to be new and brings in everything that's going to be new. And I think that's pretty much what they're going to try to do, too. And hopefully. Maybe hit the landing a little bit better than The Flash did. But we'll have to wait and see. Because there's a lot of there's a lot of mess in Marvel. I'm excited for a lot of projects coming up. Fantastic Four being the main one. And so is Deadpool. Those, if those two movies do great. It could re-return everything that happened in the last phase. That was shit. There was some good stuff. But a lot of it was shit. I would say 85% of it was shit. And the rest was good. Which is not good for a Marvel track record because everything in the original saga was fantastic except for a couple of the sc- exceptions. But Yeah. Um,
1: well, it got off to kind of a rocky start and then it kind of hit its stride right around 2012 when the Avengers came out. Yeah. And was pushed after hit until 2019, which yeah. doesn't happen for many studios at all. Yeah, um, yeah this phase has been weird. Um, weird, very It weird. hasn't felt like we're really building to anything. Sean Chi was awesome. Was. Until about the last 40 minutes of the movie, but most of that movie is very, very fucking excellent. Um, Eternals was what it was. It just doesn't feel like we're building to anything right now. Even though we know Kang is in the picture, it just doesn't feel like that's much of a threat um, currently. So, we'll see what happens. Yeah,
0: we'll, we'll have to wait and see. I'm excited to see if it can be turned around. I trust in Kevin Feige that he can do do this, but... Um... Yeah, it's a mess that needs to be picked up and cleaned up. And maybe Bob Iger has kind of put his foot down and helped Foggy get back on that direction. But we'll have to wait and see. Yep. Um, so that's it for our show. Uh, yeah, next week's going to be in 101. So starting all over again. By the way, I do on, uh, if you have Apple Music, I have, by the time you hear this, um, I have the uh, first year and second year playlist for all the songs that we play at the beginning of the show on a playlist. If you search through Apple Music, Geek Blurb Year One, Geek Blurb Year Two. You will find a playlist for all the music that I've uh, piled up, compiled for each each year. Um, I haven't done season two yet, so by the time you hear this, it'll be on there. But um, if you if you like any of our music that we put on here, if you like if you if you listen to that type of music, you can always listen to those playlists. I listen to them all the time because it's some of my favorite stuff. So um, yeah, that's it for this week, and we will talk to everyone next week. Peace. Yeah.
2: The truth. I know you know they just don't have it. To risk the deception.